Disclaimer, a statement that denies something, especially responsibility. Like the fact that we aren't doctors and all the information that we discuss during the podcast is from the internet, books, podcasts, and other types of sources. Please do not sue us if you try something we talk about because we aren't doctors and we do not claim to be. Hashtag not experts. Hashtag not doctors. Hashtag don't sue us. Oh, okay. Okay. Do it again. Do it again. Scientifical? <laughs> Sometimes when we're recording, my brain just stops. Anyways. That's okay. We just solved all of your problems. All of you, if you. I'm totally butchering string theory. If there's ever. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? All right, we got our food ordered. We got our food ordered. We couldn't even start one episode without ordering our food. But, like, really, how do you talk while being hungry? I don't know. I'm freaking starving right now. Like, I came over, like, I'm not three hours that. ago. Oh. <laughs> I, can't, I got here three. This, is, this happens every time we record. three hours ago? Okay, like, two and a half. <laughs> but, like... Still, basically, I've been here a long time. I literally told myself, I was like, because every time I come over to record, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go and we're going to record the two episodes and then I'm going to leave. I'm going to be there for like two hours because the last couple times that we've recorded, I've been here my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) These are the days of our lives. (laughs) These are the days of our lives. And one day I'm going to miss these days with you. So... Oh, I, I hope appreciate not it. for a long time. Um, what the fuck? No, I just mean like... You guys, Olivia's leaving me. No, I just mean nothing's permanent and... I don't know. Fuck. Okay. I didn't mean it. <laughs> I just meant... All right. Depress the room. <laughs> I just meant one day we might be living in different cities and recording not together. Yeah. But, you know... That's still and okay. Even though it's sad that there's a pandemic, it's really nice that you're home all the time. I've really been enjoying it. So Aww, that's nice. No, but anyways, no, we got tacos. Yeah, like <laughs> we literally, I pressed record to start this episode, and then you were just like, "Are you hungry?" And I was like, "Of course I am." <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, it's really funny because like I ate while you were here. Oh and yeah. Then I was like. I think she's hungry. You just knew that I was hungry? Yeah. Thank you. You know it. You know me so well. Well, it's also like seven. It so it's like dinner. Seven o'clock. And I ate at 11. Yeah. That's not I'm, good. You need to I'm get better at that. I need to wake <laughs> up earlier. That's what it is. Oh, I need to yeah. wake up earlier because hashtag furloughed life. My schedule's all over the place and I stay mm. up really late and then I sleep till 11 o'clock and then you know and it's really hard to get it back yeah and also yeah like yeah, sleep is sucks. everywhere food is everywhere the easiest thing that i found is that like even if you go to bed really late if you just wake up early see and you feel like crap but if you like move your body immediately it's it helps that's what i've been trying to do for the past like three weeks mm-hmm and I just like I straight up I mean anyone who knows me knows that like I do not wake up an alarm can be blaring in my ear it's true and I will not wake up it's so true which is like the opposite of me yeah I wake up like five minutes before my alarm yeah like or I turn off the alarm in my sleep Mm. so like 
every yeah. I swear I am not exaggerating every single day for the past like three fucking weeks I have set an alarm for 8 a.m. not once have I woken up at 8 a.m. I should just call you repeatedly See, but it that doesn't work you know what you need to get you need mm. to get one of those alarms that like moves yeah I will shut up turn it off and then lay back down I'm not kidding that is how bad I am but like the ones that moves away from you like out your door like I continuously and then one that I wouldn't open the door and get out of the door but like and then you have to like step on things like something that'll like yeah wake you up I think I need to change the sound of my alarm because currently if my phone makes sound it makes the same sound for everything like that Uh, classic iPhone mm -hmm. so I pretty sure my brain is just so used to that one sound that it just mm. tunes it out mine my alarm is a song yeah like if i changed it then my brain wouldn't be used to it one time um john or my boyfriend was trying to call me to wake me up but he was like calling me repeatedly which mm-hmm. was the same noise as my alarm so i was just ignoring it the only way that he got me to wake up is that he called me on Facebook Messenger, which I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, well, yeah. You can call someone through Facebook Messenger, and he did that, and the sound was different, and that woke me up. You can call people on Facebook Messenger. Um, you can call people on Snapchat. Can you really? Yep. You can do group calls on Snapchat. That's cool. Um, I don't know why you would do that, though. Like, yeah. Who, who is doing that? Maybe it's like doing that. Oh, maybe it's like maybe it would work if um someone's out of the country and they can't do a normal call. Like you know how you can that's WhatsApp though. Yeah, but not everyone has WhatsApp. Like literally the rest of the world has WhatsApp. I know I have WhatsApp too. (laughs) If you go to another country, they use WhatsApp. Like I use WhatsApp to talk to my friends in England and in Germany. Yeah, my work is headquartered in the UK and so if people are calling and it's not like calling between the office phones if people are like out and like calling on cell phones everyone uses WhatsApp so I use WhatsApp too I'm just I'm just saying maybe that's what it was designed for Facebook is trying to get in on that WhatsApp thing Mm. I don't know I don't know why are we talking about this (laughs) we're talking about this we're hungry we're so hungry and I can't focus my stomach is growling and i've had a headache since 11 so it's it's been a day it's been one week (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness Uh, i miss laughing (laughs) (laughs) that's why we have this podcast and that's why we're here today so that we can talk about stuff so we can bring a little bit of joy laugh and maybe to be like an the dumpster fire that is the world. <laughs> the dumpster fire that's America. I don't think the rest of the world is as fucked up as us. No, but the world sees how fucked up we are. Mm. And now there's protests all over the world as well. True. Which, like, thanks other countries. Yeah, we, we appreciate, appreciate it. <laughs> we appreciate you. We know we're fucked up. Um, Did you see that meme that was like, the rest of the world watches America the way America watched Tiger King. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yes. Does that make when I Donald was watching Trump Tiger King? Does that make... Yeah. Is Donald... Are we the tigers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck! And Hillary Clinton is... 
As if she didn't kill Bill. He's still alive. She might one day. But he's... Didn't. No, Bill is her current husband. Yeah. But she never had another husband. Oh, okay. okay Hillary okay. didn't. Okay. Yeah. We're getting too detailed. Yeah. Now. It's <laughs> too much. All right. <laughs> Moving on. We, we as a... We are self-conscious, not self-conscious. We are self-aware Americans, and we know America's fucked up. Americans are the fucking worst. Come on, guys. Let's be better. We are both trying to be better ourselves, and that is why we took last week off, or two weeks ago off. Two weeks ago off. Technically, yeah. Yes. Follow me here. I got you. Okay. It's okay. Okay. (laughs) So, um... But today... Oh, I understand. I caught up. I caught yep, up. Okay. Got you, got you, got you. There you are. <laughs> She's with us, everyone. <laughs> but today, um, today we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, ladies. The ladies. ladies. And the lady ports. And the... <laughs> the, the lady ports. I've never said lady parts in my life. Okay. <laughs> so, it's kind of another documentary episode, but it's like... The, the documentary that we watched spurred a bigger conversation. So it's it's that that got inspired by a documentary, I guess yeah. you can say. We like the docs, you guys. Yeah, I know. Like, I did not intend. It's also, it's like a docu-series, too. Like yeah, it's, it's a docu-series. So let's stop being so vague. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> let's let's stop t- talking around the, the era the era? Let's stop tiptoeing Area. around the subject. Um, Did no. you know? What the fuck? Did you know that we have fingertips, but not toe tips? But we tip toe? That's where we're at right now. <laughs> this is my mental capacity at this moment in time. Yes. When you get overwhelmed... By a lot of things. When you're you having nightmares. Shit. I've been having nightmares too. I know. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. I'm, I guess it's a good thing. But like also I would like to sleep without being waken up by mm-hmm. my own terror. Yeah. I had one nightmare that you were really mad at me. Oh. And you were like. Like the three. Like the two of us were hanging out. And there was someone else there. It was another girl. I don't know who it was. Hmm. And then. You just kind of like looked at me and I was like, and I was like, are you mad at me? And you were like, and I was like, what? What happened? And you were like, you know, oh, you're going to act like you don't know. And I was like, what? And so that was the whole dream that lasted a long time. Oh, no. And then I had a dream last night or a nightmare last night that um, there was the curfew that we have all right now. Mm. But like the curfew was also paired with like a murderer. And if I didn't get home i was gonna get murdered and then um i was stopped at a stoplight and my car broke down and i called my boyfriend and i was like my car broke down i'm like stuck and he was like well i'm already laying in bed and i was like well like my car's broke down i can't move whatever and then i heard voices in the back like of his phone call (gasps) and one of them was a girl's voice and she was like why are you talking to her so mean and i was like yeah why are you being so mean (laughs) anyways Oh, no. Those were my nightmares. I'm sorry. It's okay. Dream me is so mean. You were really mean to me. You were really mean to me. If you have another dream with me in it, tell me off. It's one of those. Tell me and I'll tell her off. (laughs) 
<laughs> until my subconscious off. It was, you know, those nightmares that you wake up and you have to like remind yourself that it wasn't real. Yeah, I had a dream that yeah. my friend uh, Kayla died and I had to immediately call her because I thought it was real. Really? It was terrifying. I and then have, mm. it was also like four o'clock in the morning when I called her. So she didn't answer, of course. And then I was just like, oh, my God, it's real. At least she didn't answer like in a panic. Like, what's wrong? It's 4 a.m. Why are you calling me? You know what I mean? <sighs> no, she doesn't panic a lot. Oh, that's <laughs> She's good. a very calm person, oh, which I nice. really appreciate. Like? I don't know. I don't know. Should hang out with her more and yeah, she's learn how to be calm. That bitch moved away from me. Okay. Anyways. Anyway, <laughs> we are going to be talking about one of the goop episodes. The goop, yes, the goop lab episodes that are on Netflix. It's a Netflix yes. series. And this one in particular, the particular that we're talking about is uh, The Pleasure is Ours, which is all about um, female sexuality and empowerment in that sexuality and education and blah 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 all that good shit we'll we'll go deep into this yeah Uh, that's what she said (laughs) i knew you would appreciate it that's why i I said it that way surely did and i so to begin i love that the first thing that we like clarify is they're doing their little intro and um the woman that they're talking to the woman that they kind of that the episode is centered around. Um, her name's Betty. Mm-hmm. Um, what's her full name? I don't have it written. Damn it. Betty Dodson. Yes. She is a sex educator. We watched this so long ago that when I was writing my notes, I knew her name because I was writing my notes as I watched them. But now that was so long ago that I just have Betty in my notes. Yeah, it was almost two months ago. Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Wow, Jesus. Anyways. Um, Betty clarifies to Gwyneth Paltrow. She's right off the bat. She's like, the vagina is only the birth canal. What we're going to talk about is the vulva. And in her words, she says that is the clitoris and the lips and all the good shit around it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the stuff that we enjoy. And it's it's so funny that it's like, that's how the episode starts. So it's like, oh, we're just we're just going. We're for getting it. in there. Betty doesn't give a shit. She doesn't. Diving in. (laughs) Just moving the curtains around. (laughs) Picking your head in. You know, I think that's, um, I think that's something like women that age. Is there a pet peeve? Because that's also my mom's pet peeve. She hates, she's like, girls your age always call everything the vagina. That's not the vagina. When you say vagina, you mean vulva. And like, she gets so worked up about it. I think that's like women their age that's their like pet that's peeve, really maybe. great though yeah like that's really good t- to be informative and to like know your parts like that's a huge reason i think that the um this part of the goop lab was so important was because as women like we weren't taught these things no i wasn't taught my parts or pleasure or you know that it was okay for me to feel myself like that was a shameful thing to do as a female and so and betty lives her life educating women yeah she's so cool exact thing so betty is 90 years old nine zero ninety she does she looks like she's like 70 so uh the like oldest at the oldest at the oldest so i think 
I think it's the orgasms. I think it's the honesty. Mm. I really do. Yeah. I think it's that like she can be so honest and with open with herself and others. and others that she's just like I don't I don't need to take this shit. Like my mom, my mom is in her seventies. Sorry, mom. Um, Calling her out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I I immediately take that back because growing old is not something to be ashamed of. No. It should be something that's celebrated. So I, I am checking my own. And, but she uh, also but, she, like she does not look like she's in her seventies. She doesn't move like she's in her seventies. Like she is a spry young thing. Yeah, Miss Thang. What am I saying? I don't know. Anyway, so um, what I was saying is Betty is has dedicated her life, so she has a private practice um, that's been leading workshops since the nineteen seventies. Mm-hmm. And um, according to the documentary, she's coached approximately seven thousand women. Which is insane. And that's just coaching them of their own bodies and taking control of themselves. And um, so in the documentary, they ask her, what happens in a workshop? And she just says, everyone gets off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. um, And so they they show a little clip um, and they talk about it. And so women... Sit in a circle naked, which immediately, like, both of us were texting, like, as this happened. Or, you know, like, we were watching it together on FaceTime. And we were both like, holy shit, like, that. Like, oh, my God, she's naked. Everyone's just. They're all naked. Sitting naked. But that's part of, that's part of the breaking the cycle of being ashamed or being embarrassed or whatever. Well, I, I, I really enjoyed watching that. I think then they explored another um, sex educator um, location. Like her, a different workshop. Yes. And that one I really liked. That was by Isabella Frappier. And I really liked hers, um, not just because they were clothed, but um, it was also about like self-expression and feeling beautiful in your own skin. Like they got to take those beauty shots. Um, I really enjoyed that. But the the meaning behind both of the workshops was just getting to know yourself and feeling comfortable and basically just losing that shame of feeling good like it is okay to feel good you are supposed to feel good it's important for you to allow yourself to feel good and yeah I really enjoyed it I was very happy with that yeah I loved those two there's something so powerful about women sitting in circles together and being Mm. being together you know if more women worked together and connected we could change the world um also the circle is a very powerful powerful symbol um Mm -hmm. it represents the sun the moon cycles of the season cycles of life and death and rebirth and all that stuff which you know women are responsible for all of that there would be no life without women so i think it's i love seeing women sitting in a circle together yeah yeah it um there was a line where they said sisterhood is used to recharge and to heal Mm. and that's such a important part um, that I found a few years ago, um, you know, after being in a pretty terrible situation in my life, coming back to finding a circle of women that, like, I could come to and be honest with and talk about and just, like, vent to and not feel judged or 
ashamed of anything that I had said or done or felt and just being able to be myself with these women and allowing them to also be there for me and being there for them it was just so strong I mean you're in my circle so like for sure I know look at us (laughs) I'm sorry I wish you guys could all just see Olivia (laughs) do that you like whipped your hair but your hair is in braids so it was just like (laughs) You know, that's really cute. That's what we do is one of us says something very profound and deep and beautiful. And then, you know. And then I say, that's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Someone says, that's what she says. Or it's like, oh, I know. (laughs) But um, one thing I loved is I kind of stopped saying one thing I loved because I say that before everything. We love everything. We loved the whole episode so much. Um. As um, oh Betty says, or she's, it's the clip of them in her workshop, and she's and they're all sitting naked, and she's saying, you know, I have days when I think, oh, my skin doesn't fit, it's all blotchy, I have all these bruises, and then she says, you mm. know what, no, like I can walk, I can talk, I can see, I can still have orgasms, so why would I want to complain about a wrinkle or whatever? Yeah, it's and it's it's that's so important to us as women like men are not taught to pick apart every little thing about their bodies Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so why are we it's ridiculous yeah that was a big thing um at the isabella frappier um i hope i'm saying her last name right but that's the way that it's written down (laughs) um her workshop where they were doing they were talking about like how they showed themselves like self-love and self-worth um and one of the women was talking about like I have to work out so that I will give myself a positive body image and I was thinking about that myself because like I work out every day um most of the time for my own mental health majority of the time but I also have a pesky thing on my wrist a little watch that tells me if I haven't moved or if I haven't stood up enough and definitely does help but sometimes I also feel like it's telling me that I'm not good enough that I didn't fulfill the things that I should be doing in a day that Mm -hmm. like I didn't earn those positive thoughts or I didn't earn that Reese cup that I wanted to have like there there's so many things in our world that tell us like oh well if you run a mile then you can have a drink or have uh some food or whatever but if you don't like starve yourself feel guilty feel bad about what you did or what you didn't do and then I'm just Like, that was such a powerful message for me to comprehend and being like, okay, what am I actually doing positive for myself and not just judging what I'm doing to prove to myself that I am worthy of positive thought? Yeah, like, workouts are great to make you feel good, but you're not not allowed to feel good on a day that you don't work out. Right. You're You're allowed to feel good also on a rest day. Yeah. Um. It reminded me of this open letter that I had read um, that a woman wrote to her body Mm. um, after she beat cancer. So she had 
um, a really rough go with cancer and she totally beat it. She was totally cancer free, but her body like was just wrecked from it. And she had had a double mastectomy and like all this stuff. And so she had written this open letter and it was released. Um, I forget where, um, but it was her thanking her body for how strong it was. And there was this whole page um, about her breasts and her saying sorry to them and saying, saying if she had known that she was going to lose them, she would have appreciated them more. She also said she wished she had taken more nude photos of herself. Um, I really want to do that. Me too. And so I remember I read that like right after high school and I was like, yeah, you know, and yeah, fuck yeah. I'm going to start taking more nudes and like, that's not something that's like gross and shameful. And yeah, Um, it was a gorgeous gorgeous letter but it's like yeah like let's appreciate what we have here people one thing i really liked in the um the clips about the other workshop that's not betty's is the other woman saying you know so many of our our women's sex education is from encyclopedias and like (laughs) rumors and stuff like that and i was like to be totally honest my sex education came from cosmo magazine and oh, yeah. googling things <laughs> oh my god and cosmo. secrets with my friends and stuff dude cosmo because like i don't know if they, i haven't looked at cosmo or like it's been on their the website same. in so long but like they have like all like articles about like the different like fun sex positions and like oh stuff like that like i would read that shit those articles where it was like five ways to surprise your man <laughs> Put a donut around his penis and eat it off. Ew. Ew. That they, sounds awful. That sounds so weird. And also, like, like that doesn't sound you don't like, want teeth over there? But that also doesn't sound, like, pleasurable. Like, that I've doesn't never sound been, appetizing. Like, yeah, like, what guy is like, yeah, I wish she would eat stuff off my dick but not touch my dick. Like... Like also just like sticky. Like I feel yeah. Like I just go take a shower. Taking a shower together is so much more fun than trying to eat shit. And then you're not like I don't have shit all over you. Like (laughs) (laughs) I've never understood the like chocolate and stuff. Like what was that show we were watching? Grace was it Grace? It was Grace because Mark put Mark's little chocolate on. On chocolate Teddy's, on Teddy's back. back and literally they were having this like moment this conversation and I turned to you and I was like all I'm thinking about is that she just rolled over and now there's chocolate on the bed like what the I fuck like, I know that bed is now dirty that's all that would be in my head I would be like you just got chocolate on my fucking sheets dude yeah it's like you better lick that all the way off and make sure that it's like, like my skin is sticky that's not I don't know whatever Anyways. I don't like it but yeah it would be like it's stuff like that that girls read and they're like oh shit i'm gonna have to like figure out how to have sex on top of my kitchen counter okay like <laughs> like how can i put my my leg behind my head while still being able to stand yeah. <laughs> i mean i had my sex education was from real sex hbo at midnight because i was a label i was able to have a tv in my room once i got my own room um but yeah that was like my education like that was not the best way for me no, and like to learn at all and like porn like no, kids yeah find, yeah <laughs> 
that was that was also part of my education. Same. Just being like, okay, I guess this is this is romantic. Right. Is this right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, when I was making my notes um, about all of this and just learned and like how fucked up our sex education is in the United States. Um, I thought we could have a little segment called sex stories from Catholic school. (laughs) (laughs) They're not not sex stories. It's just shit that my Catholic grade school told us when we were. Oh God. (laughs) See, this is one big difference between someone that is homeschooled me Marissa and someone that went to Catholic school so like I got told pretty much nothing Mm. like nothing and then you got told lies lies. straight up lies (laughs) so I don't know good I don't know which one's better I don't know (laughs) maybe yours because mine I had to like unlearn my shit Uh, I had to like as I grew up be like no that's that's wrong or like that's not right (laughs) so okay hold on let's get into it let's get into it because it's pretty it's funny now so my grade school was never like don't have sex before you're married or you'll go to hell it was never like you'll go to hell god hates you it was never stuff like that oh yeah actually almost worse I think because it was more like Believable, I think, because I'm pretty sure if my Catholic school, I was never really religious. So I'm pretty sure if my Catholic school was like, don't have sex before you're married or you'll go to hell, I'd be like, well, that's bullshit, okay? Like, <laughs> I, I wouldn't, it would have been so ridiculous that I wouldn't have you'll believed burn it. burn in a fiery yeah. inferno. But the shit they did tell us, I was like, oh no. So, like, they, <laughs> oh no, that's gonna happen oh, to me. Oh no. So, like, um, one, it, it was more focused towards, like, okay. If you have sex before you're married, when you then meet the man that you're supposed to marry, he'll be sad that you didn't wait for him. And if he's truly the man that you're supposed to marry, he will have waited for you. And then he's sad that you didn't wait for him. So many lies. And then also um, they said, well, then say you are with the person you are supposed to marry the stress and the pressure of having sex will stress you out so badly that you'll break up. And then, um, oh, next one is the spit demonstration. So they had. Oh, the you look told you me just about gave, that. The look you just so gave me. So gross. They had, um, like, I think like 10 students line up at the front and they all gave them little cups of water and they had everybody put the water in their mouth and swish it around and then spit it back out in the cup. So then they. They were like, okay, so they went to the first two people and they combined the water and they're like, okay, so if these two people kiss, this is the inside of their mouths and they like mixed the water and they were like, see, like, it's, it's not that bad. Like, you know, these two people kiss, but they haven't kissed anybody else. So the water's not that dirty. But then they went down the line and they like slowly combined everybody's water together. And they're like, now if these two people kiss, but then he decides to kiss this second person. Oh my God. Two people like, and then of course, as they get down the line, the water gets like more and more gross and it's more just like and like shit floating in it and it's disgusting and so by the time they get to the end they're like see like if you kiss someone and they have kissed all these other people that you don't know of this is the inside of your mouth isn't that disgusting and it's like jesus Christ. i just think of like 
So you kiss someone and then you have to hold your spit and their spit in your mouth. And you, you kiss another person and you hold their spit in your mouth. Do you know how mouths work? Like, Do you understand that that's not science? Even if you kiss two people back to back, that's still not accurate. No. Like, oh, you want to hear a really good story? Yes. <laughs> So this isn't, I didn't do this, but my friend did this. Sure, sure, sure. And it's fucking hilarious. I won't reveal who it is. But in high school. Does this person know who they are and might listen to this podcast? I hope she does. (laughs) We know it's a girl. We know it's a girl. She's my best friend. I love her. Oh, we're narrowing it down. (laughs) You're slowly revealing who this person is. Yeah, no one does. Um, So, (laughs) so. This amazing friend of mine was uh, once at a very uh, fun party in high school. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, we were all having a good time, just chilling, hanging out. And so then she Wait, made... give me a time. For how old are you guys right now? Uh, oh, you it said was high like, school. You yeah, like high school. Okay, sorry. late high school. So, like, cool. you know, we were like 17, okay. I think. Um. So this friend of mine, you know, gave head to some guy. He was she knew him and he they were like not together at all, but like he liked her and she was like, "Okay." And then Oh no. And then she made out with a different guy the same night after she had given head. And she told them like years later. Oh, yeah. She told them and he was <laughs> his reaction was like, So I basically sucked his dick because I kissed her face. <laughs> I died. Oh my god. We made fun That's of them. That's not how it works, people. No, but we made fun of them both for a really long That's time. That's hilarious. Because it was it. so funny. It was we were all both just we were like, okay, so yeah, you took his dick and put it on his face. <laughs> We didn't like either of those guys. They were stupid. Um, then that's fine. Hilarious. Oh, my God. So good. But that's what it reminds me of. It's like, oh, so if you kiss this person, then you basically kissed all the people that they kissed, well, it's- which is untrue. The only yeah. true thing about that is, like, STD. So, like, if they had put it in that form, like, yeah. that is an informative way of saying, like, hey, if you touch this person, you're also touching all the people that they have touched if you're not having protective sex. Yeah. Which is a good way to have sex education. Yes. But the way they're, like, the way Catholic They were fear-mongering. Teach, yeah, it's, it's this misconception that it's, like, dirty and gross. But, of course, if you're married, then automatically sex is not dirty and gross. But only to have children. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, if you don't have a baby from sex, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> That's what Jesus said. <laughs> I don't think you went to Catholic school, Marissa. <laughs> I did not. Oh, you, God, can, you can hear it from my ignorance of the Catholic faith. It's okay. You don't want not ignorance. What's... <laughs> informed about the catholic faith you want to learn about it Um, all those other words yeah i was like ignorance and then i was like trying to think i was like Uh, anyways so um another thing this was not told to uh, i'll give my 
Catholic school credit. This was not told to me at my Catholic school. This was told to me by someone else. But at they, their Catholic school? Wait, what? <laughs> at their Catholic school? <laughs> I think it was a Catholic person, but this was just a random adult in my life was suggested. Oh, um, God. Like... Any time that you're tempted to have sex with someone, write a letter to your future husband and keep all those letters and then give him all those letters on your wedding night. You know what that dude would do? I want an annulment. No, because I'm assuming if you're that kind of person and you do that, you're marrying someone like you. So he would think that that was nice, I guess. I don't know. But like, that's just like. I don't, I don't that know. sounds crazy. It is crazy. That sounds insane, insane. y'all. Um, okay. Don't do that. <laughs> I guess, okay. Oh my if you want, God. It's like, if you want to wait until you're married to have sex, fine. If you want to never have sex in your whole life, fine. If you want to sleep with someone new every single day of your life, fine. But like, stop telling these harmful, disgusting things to children. Like, it's so, it's harmful to think of yourself as dirty and to think of like wanting any of these things as like dirty thoughts that are like yeah like you shouldn't think of yourself as disgusting no yeah you shouldn't have shame you shouldn't have shame about something that is completely natural and you that you should have in your life to have a like happy and healthy life is to have sex in your life like sex masturbation like you're supposed to have those things if you don't like you do go crazy. Remember in the fucking, uh, I don't remember what time it was, in the earlier years before people understood that women needed to, like, have sex in a normal time period, that they would just go to the doctor and the doctor would basically get them off and they were like, oh, well, she was just having a hysterical episode. Hysteria. So she just needed, That's like they she used just vibrators needed a little bit them. of, uh, you know, some feel good with the doctor. Just, she just needed me to hold a vibrator against her clit. She's fine now. <laughs> uh, hashtag not experts. <laughs> and, then, and, then we, and then I'm sure women were like, oh, I'm crazy, baby. I gotta go to the doctor. I got some hysteria. <laughs> I feel real bad today, honey. I'm sure I Victorian go. women definitely talked like that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. If yeah. you've ever seen um, Natasha Leggero's reenactments of the fucking 1800s, it's hilarious. You should I'm watch not. her show. It's amazing. It sounds like something that would happen on Drunk History. Have you ever watched that? Oh, uh, fuck yeah. I love Drunk History. There's a couple episodes that I need to go watch because I learned about them and now I need to go watch them. I like binged the whole, all the all the seasons are on Hulu and I, I binged oh. it all. I love them so much. Anyways, um, next note I have is I hate the term and the concept of virginity because mm. I think it's something that is like overly hyped. We tell girls that are very young that losing your virginity will hurt and that's just the way it's supposed to be you know and yeah sometimes it can sometimes it won't just depends and like everybody's a different a lot of times if something hurts it's like wrong like it doesn't have to hurt like you know um and like virginity started because or the concept of virginity started because marriage was literally a business agreement the father mm. was literally giving away his daughter to whatever selling. man selling. selling yep that is how the tradition of the father walking down his daughter the eye yeah that's how give away up, your daughter that's how worked up i am of uh, the fa- that's how the tradition of the father walking his daughter down the aisle started it's because he's literally giving her away 
Um, and so because of that, bloodlines were really important. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, this is or this is happening way back when like contraception wasn't really like attainable or a thing. Yeah. And this is like filler on the roof. Yeah. Or even no before that. I'm talking like mm-hmm. 1200s, that kind of shit, like royalty, like because the bloodline oh, was right, so right, important right, right, right. that they were like, well, if the woman's a virgin or if the woman's not a virgin, there's a there's a chance that this baby is not it the is. king's baby. And so then the, the bloodline is illegitimate and all this shit. Mm-hmm. And so that's they were like, well, she has to be a virgin because. Yeah, they would look to be for pure. the blood on the sheets. Yeah. And they just. Which yeah. is so gross. And so it's like, guys, we've moved on. We've We've come so far since then that like. Can we move on and stop, I don't know, stop shaming or stop thinking of virginity as such a big deal? Yeah, it's, it's not really a big not. deal. Like, I mean, I was just watching the great. Oh, I shouldn't tell you this because I don't know if you've gotten <laughs> to this point. Don't tell me. I won't tell you. But no, it it isn't a big deal anymore. Like when I lost my virginity, I was just like, OK, cool. Like, I waited for a good amount of time until I felt comfortable in my own skin to do it. And I think that's important. I think you should feel comfortable and you should understand. But it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be with the love of your life. It doesn't have to be after prime. <laughs> like, all of the movies and TV shows show you. Like, it's yeah. just, like, that's so cliche and so old school. And just, it's not... It's not the way that you really want to live your life and, you know, move forward in a positive way. Like, yes, sex is a great thing. It's amazing that our bodies are able to do that. But just because you have sex with someone doesn't necessarily mean that that's the person that you're going to be with. And that is perfectly okay. I think, I mean, obviously there are people who want to wait until they're ready to have sex that's fine but like i i think you should have lots of sex before you're married but also like you should definitely also you should definitely fuck the person that you're gonna marry and stay married to for supposedly the rest of your life because what if you're not sexually compatible what if you don't like having sex with them like there's like uh, george and izzy Mm. George and Izzy are a great, great example. They thought that they were sexually attracted to each other and then they tried to have sex and they couldn't do it. It did not work. If you get married to someone and then you don't like having sex with them. What are you supposed to do? Just be unhappy for the rest of the day? What if they kiss weird? You got to learn how to kiss before you start kissing the person you're going to kiss for the rest of your life. What the fuck? They don't understand how to like move with you or do anything with you or they're not explorative or they just. Like, you have to be on the same level as your partner, or at least be explorative with them. Like, there's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I definitely haven't found that, so <laughs> no judgment on anybody else that hasn't either. That's funny. Yeah, there was this one, um, I forget what TV show, there she is. I forget this one TV show. I forget what it was, but um, basically... It was these two people getting married and I forget if they had never kissed and yeah, they had literally never kissed anyone. They never kissed to themselves. Their first kiss was at their wedding. I think I saw that. 
Yeah, I'm sure you have. Yes, and I think it was like Never Been Kissed or something. Yeah, was that the TV show? Is that what it was called? Well, there's Never Been Kissed, like the movie with Drew Barrymore, which is oh right, 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 hilarious. No, but yeah, but they were vir- like reality. They were virgins. They never kissed anyone, anyone, and they had been together for a while, like. They had been engaged for a while. They were getting married. And then it was the kiss at their wedding. And you could literally see everyone in the audience. Like, everyone at the ceremony was just like, oh, God, what's happening? Oh, my God. Like, he looked like she was, he was trying to eat her face. Mm -hmm. And she was trying to, like, hide in his mouth. (laughs) But, like, they didn't understand where their lips went. Yeah, they went. It was like they were literally trying to eat their faces. I don't know if that was real or if that was just for the show, but yeah, that's what I think of. If that was not real, that is the most amazing acting. (laughs) Yeah, I think of that a lot because I'm like, yeah, yeah, you should fuck lots of people before you get married. Whatever. Anyways. (laughs) Anyways, okay. uh, Circling back to the what was actually covered in the documentary. Um they discussed a little bit about how you never really seem to be critical of other women's bodies, but you're critical of your own. You know, you could see a woman with the exact body type of yours. And you're like, oh, wow. And think she's gorgeous, but then turn around and criticize the exact same thing about yourself, you know? Which I, I, it's just so important to remember that another woman's beauty is not the absence of your own just because another woman's beautiful out in the wild does not make you suddenly ugly like how many times have you like gotten ready to go out and you're feeling hot you got your makeup and hair done and you feel awesome and you're looking in the mirror and you're like fuck i'm so hot and then the second you get to the bar and you see a hot girl you're like fuck most of the time and you're like god <laughs> damn it <laughs> but like no but yeah i mean that's also a huge part about um oh my god i'm so sorry everyone my cat is obnoxious i don't think we can hear her she loves being outside um but it's a huge part of also supporting other women you have to support yourself so you can support others and not tearing other women down because you're jealous or you're afraid that they're better than you like there's just there's so many positive things that you can say about others and about yourself and if you want to find love even just a friendship you do have to love yourself Mm -hmm, like it's so important for you to give yourself love yes um i forget if this was i think this was this wasn't betty's workshop but it was a different one um, where she was saying, oh, yeah, because it was the one where they have the, you know, um, the photo shoot with themselves. Mm. Um, and she says, um, men have been painting, sculpting, and photographing women's bodies for centuries. But the second you put a camera in her hand, it becomes vain. You know, and people are really uncomfortable when women say, I feel beautiful or act like they are confident in themselves. Oh, do, have you seen the um, images where they... They have the statues and they put, they put the camera in the women's hands. Oh, I love that. It's amazing because it's, um, there's these beautiful works of art, like statues and paintings of nude women just like lounging around and they're like classic pieces of art. But yeah, and then they photograph 
phones in their hand. Mm-hmm. So it's a selfie. And then it's like, oh, well, like, what the fuck is she doing? You know? Yeah. yeah. I love that. Me too. I thought a really good part of um, both workshops, they kind of talked a little bit about that, was performative receiving. Mm. Like, basically telling your partner that they're doing something right, even though they're not doing anything correct. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and I for sure have been guilty about it. I've been guilty of it because you're just like, well, yeah, I'm just kind of almost get over with. So yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, this feels really great. Okay, yeah. I'm done. I think it's Betty who says like, if you've ever faked an orgasm or you do that regularly, today's the last day you do that. Don't do that. It doesn't yeah. help you because you're not getting off. It doesn't help the guy because it's not his fault. He's doing something and then he thinks you have an orgasm and then mm-hmm. he's going to just keep doing that to other women. Like one of the lines was you're giving them a breadcrumb trail to what doesn't turn you on. <laughs> like why? Perfect. Why? But the, the thing about that is, is that we've been told for so long that our pleasure doesn't matter and that the men's does like it's all about the guy getting off and we've always been taught that like well men orgasm we know how they orgasm we can physically see it it, yeah and we know that that is what causes women to have children so like that's what we've been taught over and over and over again so it's something that we truly have to unlearn yeah I also liked that they talked about um, the bad language that we use about our own bodies without even realizing it, like thinking like, oh, I, I'm dirty, um, you know. There's there's so many products out there to clean your vagina when actually your vagina doesn't need anything in it because it's self-cleaning, mm-hmm. you know, and then you, you put all these products inside of you and it actually messes up things. And so, yeah, it probably does smell bad. Yeah, you change your pH, like... All those stupid jokes about smelling fish, like, yeah, like all that oh, fucking bullshit. And, like, and that's also another thing about, like, men's pleasure, how they have so many terms about jacking off or choking the chicken. Like, so many things. Just go watch me. Varsity Blues. <laughs> There's literally, like, a two-minute scene just about men's masturbation. It's really yeah. funny. But women, what is it, like DJ? I think that's the only other term that I know of. DJing? Flicking the bean. Flicking the bean. Okay. But still, it's like, what does that even mean? Like, right. what the fuck? Like, what? And we should be ashamed of it. Like, it's... Yeah, like, women don't talk about... It's not assumed. Like, it's assumed that boys and men... It's just a thing that men are supposed it's like, to do. Yeah, they're men. They do that. But, like, it's like, yeah, women do that, too. It's like, you should be embarrassed like if you do. <laughs> I remember growing up, like, going to college, and a girl was like, no, I will never masturbate. Well, and there's like, just so okay. many women that, like, they don't That's think evil. of learning what you like with yourself by yourself before having sex. And it's like, that actually makes sex better with a partner. Yeah. If you know exactly how you like to be touched because you've done it yourself. And you can explain it in yeah. your own terms. Yeah. But Ugh. it's it's shameful and gross and like a woman can't 
be both. It's so, it's weird. It's weird and it has to change. And that's why we're having this conversation. Both of us were like, changes now. <laughs> yeah. Believe women. We masturbate. <laughs> I don't think that that's what the term is for. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, but geez. yeah, like even like before we recorded this, like I was like, yeah, like we could talk. I was texting you and I was like, yeah, we, like we could talk about the documentary, but then we could also talk about like ourselves and our own like sexual journeys. And you were like, oh my God, I'm so scared. And I was like, oh no, I'm fucking terrified too. <laughs> like, like, I'm so scared. I don't want anybody. Oh, we didn't even do a disclaimer of saying our parents shouldn't listen to this episode. Hey, don't listen. <laughs> parents, if you're listening, turn it off. It's too late. God damn no. <laughs> I just won't tell you damn about it. it. We meant to I'm just not gonna tell. Uh, it's okay. I don't think my parents listen this. to this anyways. It's okay. Thank God. Thank God. Hopefully, thank they you would for see- your support. But as not listening to my podcast, hopefully they would see the title that I'm gonna call it like female sexuality or something, and they'd you be just like, call it nope. "Marissa and Olivia explore themselves." Parents, no, please no. don't listen. We don't do that on the podcast. It's the longest. <laughs> Just the title. name of the title is like, if you are a parental figure to Marissa or Olivia, do not listen. <laughs> this isn't even Marissa or Olivia. This is our stand-ins. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that just goes to show that it's like we were so freaked out to discuss this stuff. And like, I think it's even rare for female friends. Like, thankfully, I grew up with a group of friends that we were always like so open about like our own like... Mm bodies and we talked about this shit and like nothing was ever like off limits or embarrassing to talk about so but I think it is really rare for like a group of female friends to like talk about this stuff yeah I mean it's still like at some points it's still uncomfortable for me to have those conversations but like having them again and again has made me feel more comfortable and I turned 30 this year (gasps) what Talk 30 to me. Sorry, that's a theme to my birthday party this year. Um, But, I mean, it took so long. From the time that I first started masturbating to now, it has been a very long journey of unfurling so much shame and personal confusion and not really understanding and then being able to have a relationship with a person, like, it's just, it's been a lot. It's a lot. No, <laughs> it's not really. Oh, my goodness. Um, next, moving on. Um, they discuss slightly about, I think, moving on from or adding on to feeling shame is also thinking about how women's bodies are portrayed especially in porn Mm. where there's a lot of like (laughs) bleaching and they get surgeries to cut their labia and vulva and um make them look like younger and pink like that's what um like the desirable vulva is the vulva of a i don't want to say a child but like that's what it looks like and so i know yeah um but like that's why women think something's wrong with them because they watch porn and then like i know girls who literally are like i will never let a guy go down on me because like they don't like their 
the way they look, <sighs> you know? Really and, missing out. Really. Yes. Yes. But it's like they literally just wanted to be like, nope, your, your face is up here, and then you'll just, and like, don't right. look down, don't look, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, like, that's, everyone is different. Mm-hmm. Literally, everyone is different. And I love, I mean, this, I think the reason we really loved this episode so much is because, like, they really pushed the envelope. They actually showed all these pictures of different labias, and they're all so beautiful, and they're all different. Yeah, there's tons of all of us. Tons. Go look at them. <laughs> and that was a huge part about, about it, too, because they were like, you can't just show one. If you yes. show one, then everybody thinks that that's what everybody looks like. Yes. You got to well, show a lot. Well, it started because they were talking about one of, part of Betsy's, um, workshop is genital show and tell she calls it so they all sit together and identify like so they'll it looks so scary like both of us looked at each other. We, we were on facetime and we both looked at each other like is this fucking happening so oh like, my god one woman is the focus and she sits there in that little like chair thing and her legs are just spread open and there's like um there's like a mirror. And there's a, a light, light just shining right in there, and they. Do I want to be like, can we have like a nicer light? Can it be softer? Yeah. <laughs> can you put a gel in that light, please? <laughs> like, you know. But like, that's what it is. Is they call it genital show and tell. And so we both looked at each other during this, and we were like, are they actually going to show it? Because they kind of like teased that they were going to show it. They showed like the like very like top of her thigh, and we were like. Oh my god! Like, are they are they gonna show it? And they actually fucking showed it. Yeah. Like, they showed Both of us screamed, so... and we were like, "Yeah, this is awesome!" I literally screamed. I was like, "Look at all the pussies!" Woo! Like, it was, <laughs> it was so fun and empowering. They just showed up close clips and videos of all these vulvas. See, even like saying that word, I'm is uncomfortable. so not used to saying it. It's so, I want to say like vagina or pussy mm-hmm. you know but yeah and it, it was so good and i love i love that they did that and i think the only reason they could is because gwyneth paltrow is in charge of that and she's so rich and famous that it's kind of like okay you can do whatever you want like they probably paid netflix a lot of money you think i mean you think they paid netflix to do that uh, i don't know we should research that. We should. I feel like they were just, Netflix was kind of like, okay, Gwyneth Paltrow, you do whatever you want. You have a candle that's like They probably had vagina. a lot of legal. Oh, for sure. Even they joked during the, um, they joked during the episode, they're having like their sit down conversation with her and they're talking about something that happens in the workshop and one of the goop employees is like, HR, HR, like, yeah. <laughs> like as a joke. I think is everybody okay with this? Is this? Are we saying this right now? Oh my God. But yeah, yeah. Um, I think that was so awesome of them. And I love that all the women did that. Yeah. And I think it was also really nice because it was just the vulva and it wasn't like a full image of a woman. It was just like, mm. this is what a vulva looks like. And here's another and another and yeah, another. Here's like 30 of them and they are all different and all none of them look the same. Different colors, different shapes. But it was it was just like, it was really comforting, honestly. I was just like, oh, our bodies are okay. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we always see women's breasts. Yep. We see butts. Yep. Men are naked all the time. Yep. L- lots of dicks in movies. Yeah. Well, I don't see a lot of, like, full frontal dick. 
You do sometimes. Do you? I feel like I barely ever see you full frontal. I only think of Forgetting Sarah Marshall, where you see oh. his full-on head-to-toe like, If you think times. of, like, a majority of movies, it's usually just a lot of butts and a lot of boobs. Butts and boobs. Yeah. Asses and tits. Yeah, because that's what's, like, okay to show. Yeah. It's okay to show those things, but only if they're sexualized. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen a boob breastfeeding in a movie. Oh, what's that one movie? Neighbors. Oh, yeah. Oh, but that was, oh, God, that looked terrible. Oh, God, that uh, looks so, so painful. Oh, God. You guys should watch that movie. It's Neighbors really is good. Neighbors funny, but anyways, anyways, we're derailing. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about boobs we've seen in movies. You know, there's a whole website dedicated to different scenes in movies where women are naked. Yeah, like Knocked Up. You know, in Knocked Up. Oh, we yeah. Friends. He was, they were going to create that. Credit. And then there was already. Yeah. And then, and then the, the husband was like, oh, like, I forget the name of the website. Yeah, I don't know. It was a stupid website. It was some stupid website where you can find like the exact moment. Anyway, that's not what we we're talking about. No, I want to watch that. What, Knocked Up? Yeah. I actually it's bought. Funny. Sometimes iTunes will do like packages of movies. Ooh. And so I bought a package that was all Judd Apatow movies so i own like all, all this good one <laughs> anyways okay we're we're almost done with the episode i promise we're we're getting there staying focused not getting derailed i promise <laughs> um so they showed all of that but then they get even more crazier we thought they were crazy just showing all the vulvas mm-hmm. no no they get even more crazy oh what well how crazy do they get oh girl i'll tell you how crazy they get so <laughs> <laughs> um one of the girls, one of the Goop employees, wants to go and experience um, Betsy's um, workshop. And so she goes to her place in New York City, and she's with her and then, like, her, like, business partner. I don't really know what to call her, but the woman that works with Betsy mm-hmm. that does the workshops with her. Mm. And they're talking about the Betsy Dodson method, I guess, of yep. masturbating. The and rock and roll. The rock and roll. And then Betsy has this, like... It's like a metal... A metal tool, bar almost. tool for masturbating for women. But um, they actually... Um, her business partner does a little demonstration. Yeah. And on she, camera. On camera. She fucking lays there with, with a full crew crew lights betsy's fucking standing right next to her i think that's what would get me more i think i could do it in maybe i think i could do it in front of like a camera crew but betsy was literally standing like right here like touching her yeah like, she was her, like, she was arm, talking like, her through yeah, it she was coaching her through it and like i mean I that is what she does that is what she does i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to do that the like having her right there i would just be like can everyone leave can everyone go behind the camera and shut the fuck up? <laughs> like, that's the only way I'd be able to do that. Nobody make any noise. Nobody, if I hear one fucking word. I gotta start this whole I thing over. it. We're turning this car around. Don't make me turn this car around. No, but. Uh, I'm almost there. Oh, no. Oh, no. This, this so episode's sorry. off the rails. But, um. And then the Goop employees were like, oh, my God, I cannot believe you did that. That is so 
brave like holy shit like they're just floored that she actually like fucking masturbated and having and had a fucking orgasm in front of a camera crew and she's like you know what no because like uh, she's like it's fine because you know any advancement in our society requires someone to like be vulnerable and like someone requires to be first yeah yeah there's always a first yes yeah and my very last note that i have that i love is what betsy said she said we're very dangerous when we're knowledgeable oh that's my last note too no way Uh, i wonder if it's the last thing she said in the movie and that's why it's both of our last notes there's a very good chance (laughs) (laughs) oh my god but it's true and and not just with with sex but then with everything yeah well i mean Knowledge is power. Knowledge so is power, especially women. And the smarter you are, the more information you have, the more dangerous you are to, you know, the patriarchy and the man. I mean, think about what Malala said. She said, it's very telling that the scariest thing to a Taliban, to the Taliban, is an educated woman. And that's why they shot me in the face. And she's still fucking going. She's still here, bitches. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, but it was really great um, doc. Everyone should watch it. There's like eight episodes. Yeah, there's a few episodes talking about a bunch of different things. I've watched the one where they they all take like psychedelics together. Yeah, the mushroom one was crazy. Yeah, that's a cool one. Um, I haven't watched the rest of them, but I think we'll probably like talk about it. Yeah, the- we'll probably watch more. Yeah, talk about it now. There's lots of things that we're going to talk about. Just do wait. We just released episode 10, I think. I think we're on 10 i don't know i haven't looked in a minute yeah so we're just we're just beginning yeah we just we're just at it. the tip of the iceberg i thought you were gonna stop at tip <laughs> and make a sex joke nope i made a titanic joke <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay <sighs> anyways that was fun that was fun we both like liked this episode i think yeah I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, Marissa. Yeah. What's keeping you well this week? Um, so this week, I haven't been able to enjoy it yet, but I just got in my hammock for my deck. Yay. And um, my outside deck is really keeping me well. I'm very excited to hang out there this summer. I have a little mini pool, and I got cushions for my outdoor area. And I got a hammock, and I'm going to decorate. And I'm just really excited. I'm excited to, you know, be able to experience my home. I love it. You actually get to enjoy your home. Yeah, which the, is a big the difference. The to the pandemic is that you're here in your new apartment. Yep, just that tiny little upside. Tiny little <laughs> upside to a pandemic. Yay! <laughs> Livia? Yes? What's keeping you well this week? Oh, my God, thank you for asking. Well... <laughs> you would ask i never thought you would ask i only asked you so that you would ask me back (laughs) (laughs) for sure anyways um so i actually speaking of the pandemic um i didn't mean to do this but it just kind of happened is that um i ended up detoxing my armpits oh right because as you may or may not know um antiperspirants are very very bad for you Mm -hmm. and there's some people that are researching um, the correlation between antiperspirants and breast cancer because your armpits have like breast breast tissue in them because like they're right there. Um, 
And so I've literally always used antiperspirants. And so at the beginning of the pandemic, I just like, it started as laziness of me just like forgetting to put deodorant on. And then I was like, nah, fuck it. And then it just, and then I was like, you know what? No, this is the perfect time to actually detox your armpits because what you have to do, if you've always used antiperspirants, is you have to detox all that shit out of your pores. So what happens is a lot of times people try to switch to a natural deodorant and then they're like, ooh, gross, I smell, it doesn't work. But actually you smell so bad because all that shit is coming out of your skin from the antiperspirant and that is why you smell so, so bad. And it took probably like two months for my armpits to stop smelling. Wow. But I did it. You did it. Really? Like, I I literally, I wouldn't even have to, like, raise my arm. I would just, like, be here with my arms down, and I would get, like, a whiff of my armpit, and, like, it was nauseating. It was so bad. (laughs) Uh, It was so bad. And, like, even my boyfriend, like, he rarely, like, tells me to do something, but he'd be like, babe, can you put on deodorant? And I was like, no, this is the process. I have to let it smell for a while. I can't. So it finally, it, I didn't expect it to work. It was a big if. I was like, it might work, it might not. But really, it did. And I'm not going to be one of those people who doesn't wear deodorant. I bought um, Native, a oh, very yay. natural, I'm sure if you listen to podcasts, you've heard a Native heard ad. Um, and it really does work. Like, I, um, I've been using it, and it smells good. I don't think I smell bad. Maybe I do. I don't know. I don't smell you. Okay, there we go. And yeah, I think it works very well. And I don't smell anymore. And now that's just another thing that I've added to my list of, you know, staying healthy and hopefully not getting cancer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It sucks. (laughs) So yeah, that's what's keeping me well for the past several months of being in quarantine. Now, I'm telling you now being in quarantine is the perfect time to like try something new or if you want to like maybe try not washing your hair for a while to make it not greasy, you know, now's the perfect time cuz you're supposed to be inside anyways and if you're not inside what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Go the fuck inside. Yeah, that's all I have. Cool. Cool. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>